From our nation's capital, this is Naps Chat. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter And make believe it came from you Welcome to this week's edition of Naps Chat. I'm here with the Executive Vice President of uh, National Association of Postal Supervisors, Ivan Butts. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, Bob. I'm here with Ivan, and we're going to pay tribute to a true hero of NAPS and of the Postal Service and of all postal and federal employees and retirees, and that is uh, the late chairman of the House Committee on Oversight and Reform, Elijah Cummings. Ivan, one of the things that you've mentioned to me is the uh, how comfortable he made you feel during the first time you had met him. And can you elaborate on that, please? Yeah, Bob. It was, uh, I guess, uh, shortly after I got down here, elected to executive vice president and coming down here to D.C., that we went to a function uh, for the congressman, a fundraiser for the congressman. And I believe that he actually saw how I was uh, a little nervous in my first time kind of being at these type of political events. And he really just kind of came over and sat next to me and just talked to me about, you know, our issues and asked me what our issues were. And he reassured me how supportive he was for the Postal Service. And I had known that because we knew him for a number of years coming up to LTS, how supportive of he, he was of the Postal Service. I think at that time he was in the uh, minority leader mm-hmm. under ISA. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but he was he, the ranking, the ranking member was, uh, of, of that committee. Correct. Right. He was the ranking member of the committee at that time. And um, he just really made me feel comfortable and it helped me in acclimating myself to being he, up here in D.C., understanding that, you know, we're dealing with these representatives. They're really here uh, to serve, and, and especially for Mr. Cummings. He, he's really here to serve his constituents and, and do what's best. He just had the added bonus being up here that he had this federal workforce that he, that he loved also, and he protected and he served. Yeah, Mr. Cummings was so unique in that he never forgot where he came from. As you know, Ivan— Mr. Cummings was the son of a sharecropper from South Carolina who worked his way through Howard University uh, working for the government printing office. And he also, most people don't know this, he was an ordained member of the clergy. And his father was a member of the clergy also. So he had this great, great empathy, not only for his constituents, but for his American citizens and for people that cared about democracy mm-hmm. and that cared about the federal workforce and that cared about the tremendous public service that each and every member of the public workforce uh, sort of participates in. Uh, yeah, it's it's all it's it's kind of funny that you mentioned that he was ordained. Uh, I was looking this morning again. I got up early this morning when I got heard the news of his passing. Uh, and I was l- watching uh, Morning Joe, and and Joe Scarsborough commented that Elijah Cummins actually married him and Mika. Mm. Uh, yes, uh, you know they they were that close. Him and Joe Scarsborough were very close friends. But his relationship with with his 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 constituents and for federal employees goes very deep. If you look at uh, we look at our engagement from a NAPS perspective. 
how he engaged the Baltimore group and the Branch 42 and uh, and Troy Griffin now, who's the area vice president over Baltimore, and then Tony Jones, who's the the state legislative chair. I mean, he had almost like a personal relationship mm-hmm. with Mr. Cummings. Um, so he's very engaging to those who he uh, represented as as the legislative leader in, in, in District uh, 7 in Baltimore. But again, you know, what he did for us as the chairman and then the ranking and the ranking member on our committee protecting the rights of federal employees protecting the postal service is tremendous and he will be uh, sorely sorely missed sure also a maxine campbell over in branch 42 i mean Absolutely. also i wouldn't, wouldn't want to forget her i mean because all of our baltimore and Maryland uh, NAPS members really felt a strong kinship to Chairman Cummings. Absolutely. And I I can't forget Maxine. So, in fact, if you look at our our breaking on the news page where we announced the passing of of Representative Cummings, you see a picture there from the LTS with him and Maxine and and then the rest of the group together. Again, very engaging leader, very supportive leader, one of our true champions uh, uh, that we lost. Yeah, also, he was an eternal optimist. And with that, I'd just like to share a short clip from a podcast we did earlier this year uh, with Mr. Cummings in the hallway outside the Oversight and Reform Committee room. We are, uh, I made it very clear that one of our top priority has to be making sure that we get the postal bill uh, passed. Um, and I've made that clear. And, and by the way, Speaker Pelosi has made it clear. This is a moment that we must take advantage of and we cannot let it slip by. And it's one of our top priorities. And I look forward to this uh, coming session and getting it done soon. Well, Ivan, you know, what do you think of that? You know, it's the beginning of sort of towards the beginning of the Congress. And Mr. Cummings is very enthusiastic about pursuing reform. And it's sort of like unfinished business. And it's left to others to complete the task. Look, I was more more nervous about, oh, God, Bob is is, is corralling them in the hallway <laughs> to get a comment for him, uh, from him. But uh I, again, it just shows his love and his passion for the job that he was set to do. He was excited uh, to be back, going back into the leadership role, which is deservingly so. Uh, and he was ready to do the work uh, for for federal employees, postal employees, and for America. Uh, again, it expanded his role, um, but always, you know, looking looking to do what's right and what's fair and what was just always. And what's, what's also been important beyond the postal or, or unique postal uh, situation is that he really fought against efforts to cut employee benefits, to cut cost of living adjustments for our retirees, to reduce FEHBP benefits, to slash the government match to the thrift savings plan. All these issues were near and dear to the heart of Chairman Cummings. Absolutely. Again, it's, it's the welfare the welfare of the federal employee, which, you know, it's a big part of his his uh, his territory also. You know, he has a lot large uh, number of federal employees there also working in his district. So, you know, it, it, it was always a passion of his, and you could tell by the way he, he legislated that his care was was for these employ this em- these employee groups that that you know, needed 
protection uh, from from the legis legislative letter level, in particular from that committee which he chaired, and he and he gave it freely. And also, it's not as though he was only respected by members of his own party. He was respected by members of the Republican Party also. One of the his closest collaborators, particularly on postal issues, uh, was uh, Mark Meadows, who's probably the most conservative member of the House of Representatives and politically is 180 degrees from uh, Mr. Cummings. Yeah, but that just showed, you know, his ability to cross the aisle and, and, and engage uh, leaders, leaders uh, across various sectors to, to get the, the best for America, to, to have the best uh, for America and being just and fair and, and, and impartial. In, in legislating for our country. It really just an, uh, just another tribute to the greatness of the man. Yeah, and I also noticed that this morning, uh, one of the tributes that came out that came out was from the White House from President Trump commending uh, Mr. Cummings's uh, work in the House of Representatives and his forceful um, advocacy on behalf of his constituents. Yeah, uh, it was good to see that that came out. It came out early, too, and I thought uh, I thought it came out early. And, and it was nice to see that the president acknowledged uh, the work of Representative Cummings that he, is, he had done. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that was very nice. As the sun sets, the sun also rises. And uh, the Democrats have designated an acting chairperson of the House Oversight and Reform Committee, at least until a permanent chairman can be selected, selected by the House Democratic Caucus, and the acting chairman will be Carolyn Maloney from the Upper East Side of Manhattan. She is no stranger to the postal world. Just for our listeners, I'd just like to share with them that Carolyn Maloney is a co-sponsor of three House resolutions uh, supporting the Postal Service, particularly for maintaining door delivery, resolution opposing privatization of the Postal Service, and also a resolution maintaining six-day delivery. And furthermore, she's a co-sponsor of legislation to eliminate the pre-funding requirement. She was an early advocate for a non-privatized Postal Service defeating her, the opponent in her first election, Congressman Bill Green, who supported privatization of the Postal Service. And that became an issue in her campaign when she ran. So she has a strong affinity to the Postal Service, and she also had a, was a strong advocate for the magazine industry when the, because of the cost of the postage on magazines at one point during her career. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, Congresswoman Maloney has been a, a longtime supporter of the Postal Service in, in, in general, and we look forward to her uh, stepping into this role only even though it's acting right now. She's someone we've supported over the years, and we'll reach out and engage her even more as we move forward uh, as she assumes this role in leadership. In fact, not in the not-too-distant past, I had an opportunity to speak with her, and she led off with the concept of reductions in services due to consolidations and closing of mail processing plans and of postal facilities. So she is 
attentive to those types of issues that are sort of are important on our legislative agenda. And that's a and that's a good point, and that's a, a good view that we have. You know, we don't know what the future holds for us for cuts. We've seen some uh, t- rumbles about uh, the the duels uh, starting up again in post offices. So, you know, it's good that she has that history of the consolidations and the plant consolidations and I guess some of the post plan issues that we had from a few years back that really devastated service. So, again, we'll, we'll looks like we'll have to start having those talks again in the near f- future. That's right. Now let's pivot to one more sort of transition that's going to occur in the near future, and that is the retirement of the 74th Postmaster General of the United States, Megan Brennan. She started her career over three decades ago as a letter carrier, became the first female Postmaster General, uh, sort of weathered numerous storms as PMG, and during her tenure, For a number of years, the Postal Service actually uh, realized controllable profit by sort of growing the package, uh, the package um, sort of component of postal revenue and uh, saving some costs along the way. Yeah, um, you know, Megan Brennan, our, our current PMG, announced her retirement effective January 31st. Uh, Bob, you know, you just told, you know, told the, I guess the particulars about her being 74th postmaster, first female postmaster. Uh, she's from, from Pennsylvania, my home state. Uh, she's an Eagle fan. She's an Eagle fan, yes, but she's from absolutely. the western part. Is she from the western part of the state? Well, we don't hold that against. Oh, okay. Her. So, but um, yeah, Megan. Megan, I, I've known Megan for a number of years. Uh, I've had had the pleasure of meeting her when I was the Eastern Region Vice President, and she was the Eastern Area Vice President. She's always been very supportive of of, of issues and and making sure that processes were done the right way and and ensuring that you know dignity and respect was was maintained for for employees so i i definitely applaud her for that and i and i wish her the best as she moves forward you know so where we go from here we don't know uh the comments from mr duncan was that i remember uh reading was that it was going to be he was going to conduct a nationwide search uh for the next pmg so we don't know what that's going to bring. But, you know, we, we hope that we can bring in some leadership that, that's going to be uh, forward thinking as f- towards the sustainability of America's post office. Because I think, you know, our legislators have, have spoken out and I think our, our, the American public has spoken out that they want their they want a sustainable postal service continuing to deliver the mail. We just got the report that, you know, we've just been uh, ranked the number one most trusted federal agency yet again. Uh, so these things, you know, uh, hopefully are, are considerations for the BOG uh, when they consider who the next postmaster may general may be, whether it's an internal pick or, or of someone who, who has the knowledge, skills, and abilities to run this agency or whether it's, you know, someone from outside the, the, the walls of LaFont Plaza. So what's going to happen now, Ivan, is the five members of the Postal Board of Governors will engage in a nationwide search, which could be within the Postal Service or outside of the Postal Service. 
and that Megan announced her retirement in order to give the Board of Governors the opportunity to select or to uh, hire a new postmaster general. It, as I said, it is the Board of Governors' decision to make who to hire, not the President of the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, we wait and see, and hopefully the Board of Governors exercises due diligence and will hire a postmaster general, as you said, will maintain the high standards to which postal customers expect and deserve. Yeah, absolutely, Bob. Uh, so, you know, I, again, we're going we're gonna to wait and see what the Board of Governor comes up with. You know, I, I, I have all faith, especially with Dave Williams there, that, you know, we're, we're, all things will be taken into consideration. And, again, just hopefully that, you know, the will of America uh, trans, transcends in their selection. And the will of America, the will of the legislative branch of government says that we must have a sustainable postal service uh, that moves forward for America. You know, I, I guess, <laughs> and thinking about it, I want to just make a couple more points about, you know, Congress, Congressman Cummings. Uh, and it rings out my ear. I heard I was hearing something on the radio today, and it was a, a, a talk radio. And the person who was speaking was was speaking, not not well uh, of Mr. Cummings, uh, even just so so re so soon after his passing. Although he was saying these these things and these words that you know certainly I didn't agree with, and probably a lot of people didn't agree with, um, what rung in my, out of my head was you know uh, words from Mr. Cummings himself. Of, Come on, we're better than that. Mm -hmm. So you know, as we get ready to wrap this up, that's that's my call for us as as NAPS leaders, as as members. Uh, of this great association is is let's be better than the circumstances that are in front of us at all times. And I'd like to close, if I could, Bob, with a sure. poem. And this poem was actually given to me um, by Representative Cummings wow. uh, at a function. Wow. And um, I just want to read it out to you. It, it was actually by Dr. Benjamin E. Mays, mm -hmm. and it's titled, I, I Only Have a Minute. I, I Have Only a Just a Minute. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, can't refuse it. Didn't seek it, didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it. Thank you, Ivan. Again, we've lost a true patriot, a champion, and a friend. Knapps extends its condolences to Congressman Cummings' wife, Maya Rockamore Cummings, and his children, and his dedicated staff. Thank you, and until next week. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter.